Okay, so I need to come up with a Star Wars question. You do, and you have like a minute to do it. Okay. Because tonight on Rogue Padre, <laughs> no Krakana, no problem. To catch a Hethrier, stop yelling at R2, and Luke, what the fuck? Chill out, dude. <laughs> oh, what a mood. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. Mission 2, episode 125. Six? Five? One of those of Rogue Padre. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. We've been Nothing here for a long anymore. time before we episode started this. Delta Beta Phi. Is that a letter? Phi? Uh, yeah, it is. I know it's because of a video game. Great. <laughs> uh, tonight we'll be doing The Crystal Star, chapters 3 and 4. But before that, a quick reminder of your hosts. If Danny, Rogue Nine, was me. in- I'm yes. not Rogue <laughs> Nine, though. Nope. Rogue Six. <laughs> I wrote a Rogue Six. Upside down Rogue Nine. <laughs> Upside down Rogue Nine. When I do barrel rolls in my X-Wing, I'm Rogue Nine for a short period of time. <laughs> that snapshot you can be a Rogue Nine. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. And then but... I'm Rogue Sideways Six for a bit, and I'm Rogue Sideways Nine for a bit. <laughs> Okay, um, if Danny Rogue Six... That's me! ...was an Oscar Isaac, they'd be the post-Tross interview Oscar Isaac, because it's all snark, but the truth. That's right. Oh my gosh, I love that we're Oscar Isaacs tonight, especially given that the Oscars are happening tonight. It's Oscar night. <laughs> there are and levels saw, to these intros, y'all! And, and I saw a picture of Oscar Isaac, and I was like, that'll do. And <laughs> <laughs> he's looking good tonight. Yes. Seth Rogue Seven would be Kane from Annihilation because she deserves to lay down yes! for most of the movie. Yes! I was like, I really hope I'm the guy in Annihilation. <laughs> Not only do I deserve to lay down for a while, but I deserve to lay down and have a hot lady who goes into a weird place for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, joining Rogue Mood. Pod has been the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> did we? Did we give you a choice? I mean, not really. But I don't recall that it was you had a choice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we just decided for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ash Rogue Nine would be Poe Dameron from the Last Jedi because she has patience until she does not. <laughs> Very accurate. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm like. I'm glad you didn't go with like Lewin Davis because he's kind of a shitty person. Mm. Even yeah. though we both play like, guitar, I, you know. <laughs> but I didn't want to be like anybody that anyone would like dislike because I'm like, no, I like all of you. It's just sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you leak coos and <laughs> what else? <laughs> Heath Rogue Three, who is currently on fraternity leave, would be Poe Dameron from TFA, who dies for a bit, but then will come back later. <laughs> We hope. We're we're hoping about that second part. We assume. We assume. <laughs> like fans complain, like, where'd Heath go? And yeah. then they come back. I don't we know if, we have, uh, if he has a choice about this either. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't have a choice. So. <laughs> I'll just start coming over on Sundays and just be like, what up? Mike, you'll I'm, be like, hey. I <laughs> just happen to be sitting next to you while I'm recording. Yeah. just It's you know, so weird, right? <laughs> so weird. Here's a headphone splitter so you can listen in. Okay, we're ready to go. <laughs> And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be just that gif of Oscar Isaac dancing in Ex Machina, because it's weird, but you really like it. Oh god, I love I love that scene so much. God damn, he's it's in just my that, favorite movies ever. It's just the dancing part. Just the dancing. I'll, oh god, he's in so many of my favorite movies. It's actually amazing. 
So is Donald Gleason yeah. weirdly like enough. X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. He could have yeah, been Doctor I, Strange. We were robbed. We were robbed. Wait, really? He was in the running for Doctor Strange? Strange? Yeah, he was in the running for Doctor Strange. I did not know that. That's hilarious. That would be to such be fair, a different I movie. Guess, I guess It'd being be in Star Wars different. made that hard. Yeah. Yeah, because when much. they do the eventual crossover, they're going to want a scene where Poe Dameron and Doctor Strange interact. So, <laughs> those are the two characters I most want to see interact. Honestly, I mean that, that's just that's yeah. what all the fans want. Like, extremely <laughs> expensive. It's like inevitable at this point. Yep. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Poe Dameron, I have a question about Star Wars. Okay. Um. So so keeping on the Poe Dameron train, choo choo. Um. Poe Dameron in the year after Return of the Jedi was uh, like two years old, right? Like one or two? Yeah. Yeah. So my question is, if in the next book of the Alphabet Squadron we get to see one member of Alphabet Squadron interact with two-year-old Poe Dameron, who would you want to see have an interaction and what would it be? Oh, Will, 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 Will. Will, yeah. Oh, at first I was like, I definitely want to be Chess, and I was like, oh my god, baby, baby Poe on Kairos though would be really interesting because I want oh, to yeah. Kairos interact with a baby and be like, oh, this little weird human is very cute. Um, but Chess, I think Chess and Poe would just have a wild time together. They would just, you know, when like a kind of like intimidating punk lady actually like interacts with a kid and just like they get along like fire. I want to see that. Yeah. I'm Very I'm on the chat. I'm situation. bringing I'm that chess as well, actually, because the whole like playing rock music in your ship while you're while you're piloting is such Poe Dameron energy. Like I'm almost surprised we didn't see that happen in one of the movies. Also, my nephew, when I'm driving, my nephew, my nephew loves the rock music that I play, so I'm kind of like self-inserting there a little bit. But honestly, oh, yeah. as a baby, I also loved rock music a lot. So I feel like just babies just like rock. They just have good taste. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why everyone is always playing Metallica for their baby when it's still in the womb, because it I'll, makes them... I'll be playing Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> it teaches the baby how to scream. Exactly. Uh, Which all babies uh, my, know how to do. Listen, my dad raised me on Joan Jett, and I turned out just fine, so... I was raised on the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, my dad was a fan of Poison, so very different. <laughs> <laughs> is that a band name? It's oh, hair metal, yeah. Oh okay. Just making sure. Yep, he liked hair metal and also country western music. Oh, sure, nice. yeah. What a, what a stellar combo. How I am today. <laughs> my dad. So much. My dad took me to a Kansas concert when I was thirteen. To give you any indication oh. of what my upbringing was like. Amazing. I still want it to be Will. No, I'm going okay, yeah, Will. So, I'm going. So let's Will. talk about the Will and Poe interaction. What would that be? It would be very precious. Um... Will would, like, show Poe around the base, introduce him to all the droids. Mm. It's where he first sees, like, a BB unit and becomes obsessed with it because there's a BB unit also there. Um, And then Will goes and takes him out in a ship, and he's like, oh, my God, flying so great. I feel like Will would be, like, very – he wouldn't know what to – like, how to deal with Poe. But at the same time, he'd be, like, super excited to just have a kid around and, like, show him cool things on the base, you know? Yeah, he'd, he'd exude that same sort of youthful, optimistic energy that we kind of associate with Poe Dameron as a young adult. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they'd be, like, best buddies within an hour. Yep. And then Will becomes designated babysitter. <laughs> and whenever Jason Sundula comes to visit, they're like, oh, go get Will. <laughs> Every time um, I remember I Jason Sundula exists. I love the idea of Will, like... Flying in an X-wing with one of those papoose packs, but there's one yep. on front with Jason Sandula and one on back with Baby Poe Dameron. <laughs> yep. He's like, "Oh, got the kids. <laughs> See you in an hour." <laughs> and Kess Dameron is like, "I pay you to babysit my kids so that I can fly in ships." And Will is like, "That's just what we're doing." Yeah, Will's like, "Well, why don't you have a papoose then?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm confused. <laughs> Anyways, that'll be $50. Great. Thank you. And never nav. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Never nav. No. Never nav. Never nav. Never Eureka. Also, I think Eureka I think, would be too scared anyways. Yeah, she'd be so terrified with a child. She would not. Yeah, she'd be on the other things. side of the room. She'd be like, no, um, no, no, I no. Would, I'll drop him and he will die. I would like to see um, Ito taking care of the kids, though. He can um, teach the baby about like not not generalizing droids based on their appearance. Yeah, it'd be so good. 
oh, you got to be so gentle. And of course, like the baby isn't like droidist or cares that it was a former like interrogation droid. So the baby's less so, like little Poe's just going to be like droid, ball, <laughs> ball, and babies ball. love <laughs> new best friend. <laughs> yeah. Love round objects. I love the yeah, head cannon. Oh. I can't. I can't remember where I saw it. It probably was like Tumblr or something. But I love the head cannon that Poe just like picks up wayward droids. They all just love mm-hmm. him, and then he just mm-hmm. wanders around the base with like an army of droids following him. That's yeah. a dream. That's the fucking dream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. Great. So, speaking of some little kids. <laughs> oh boy the children have been kidnapped did we get to learn about some little last kids time, this week last time on the crystal star the children have been kidnapped <laughs> no way <laughs> so Jaina Jaya and Anakin Solo are awake <laughs> on a perfect circle of Munto Court Kadru there's no there's only one R in that um meadow in a big metal room jason or jasa as anakin says and mr loin's werewolf (laughs) are still asleep on the grass well that's that's good glad to hear that they're not hurt at all yeah so i was not expecting to get perspectives of this book from the children oh you did though (laughs) and then i started reading this week and i was like Oh boy, we're doing this. I, yep, see, I have sure a lot. Oh boy, I'm in the head of a five year old. I have a lot of like childhood attachment to Jaina Solo, mm-hmm. and this might ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and maybe this was why, but no, you went the other way. You went. Yeah, I was wondering which way that was going to go. No, it did not go. I think. I think I more. I'm more related to Jaina when she was a teenager because I was like yeah, 14 yeah, when I started reading the Expanded Universe. Yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't need so, I don't need like five year old Jana Solo. Guess dialogue. what? You do. <laughs> You're getting it, whether or not you need it. You get oh, all God. of that inside mental dialogue of Jana Solo. Jana feels the responsibility to figure out what's going on and keep everyone safe because she's one point five years older than Anakin, who is three and a half, and five minutes older than Jason, who is also five. Which this is I already uh, accurate childhood thinking. Like this is how kids child think. is so pedantic. This is how oh, kids wow. think. And I say, that's very Jana Solo. So at least they're getting something right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Anakin... five year olds are obsessed with half years. Because, like, you don't have much else to go off of, you know? You've only been around. And half a year when you're a child is forever. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they, they, like, judge kids' age by, like, months when they're young. Yeah. Because they're like, what? You made it to, like, 16 and a half months? Good for you. Good work, kid. Anakin runs to the edge of the grass and is hovering his foot over where the metal is. Jaina gets mad because she told him to stay on the grass, but he says it, there's no Krakana, so it's fine. <laughs> and the Krakana are big sea monsters who eat kids on Moncala, so no swimming in the ocean. Wow, that sucks. See, if they were Australians, oh that wouldn't stop them. <laughs> no, I mean, I, also, you have to, when you go into the ocean, you have to have the expectation that you might be eaten no matter what. And, yeah. That's same for Earth Ocean. And a- Is Mon Cala the Australia of the galaxy far, far Don't away? you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm, I was going to say, if? I was going to say Don't. an AU where, a, a Star Wars AU where everything is the same except every character is from Australia. Oh no, my! Or God. just the Moncal instead of having there's accents, have Australian accents <laughs> and, instead. And okay, so so no, no. Krennic could have his full Australian accent instead of like what it slipping in to show that he's rural. It would just be full, except he'd go full bogan to show that he's rural sometimes. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, we also find out that Jaina calls three PO Mister Three PO. Mister Three PO makes the Wait. statement. Do you want to have some shrimp on the Barbie? A lot darker though. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, no. Danny, they don't say that over there. Yeah, they do. Every Australian says, we'd like some shrimp on the bobby. Yeah, that's, and they all talk about their knife links. That's Australian stuff. culture 101. Yeah. I mean, they do talk about the knives, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you call that a knife, this is a knife. And they it's, it's talk true. about, like, gators. and Except whenever and... I'm there, Damon's like, you call that a knife? It is a knife. Please don't hold that, Saf. <laughs> <laughs> That's they, fair. they leave me for five minutes once to go down the road and get some milk, and in those five and minutes, I managed to cut my hand open and bleed everywhere. Were you Seth. cooking? I was cooking. Okay, to okay. Be fair. 
I was like, did they just leave you in like the living room and somehow you cut your hand open? Because be I would be upset. I would be upset. I'd be like, sad. <laughs> but you would okay, not be surprised. I, I hate Seth to keep won. harping on this, but what is the most famous Australian landmark? Uluru. The big old mountain. The rock. Oh. Or the, the big opera rock. house. What is the most famous human-made Australian landmark? Okay, the opera house. I'm just saying. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what? I missed that. Because the Moncala operas where they um Oh breed? my god. Yeah. There there there's some evidence here. God damn it. Saying. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> and it's like even has like the smooth sides when it's white. Ugh. It yeah. looks like it looks like waves. Oh, I hate that. God. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Fuck. I guess I'm going to have to date an Australian now. To be fair, they don't the worst. It's the closest you're going to get. It's the closest I'm going to get. It's a trap, mate. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? All right. Ekba call you run a bloody drongo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Calls oh. Raid Squadron that all the time. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. Okay, well, what's up, Australians? <laughs> it's your girl, Meg. <laughs> Get some flippers and we'll talk. <laughs> Jason wakes up and Jada uses her force powers to take their pain away, even though they're not supposed to use them without Uncle Luke around. They talk about what they remember, and Anakin remembers a skiff that the other ones don't. Jason checks on the werewolf and calls it a good wolf. Aww. Pretty much like the best part of these chapters. Oh my god. There was one time I called my flatmate Kelly. I was trying to say, like, the hair was kind of scruffy, I think, or something. I was like trying to say, you're like a, like a dog in like a complimentary way. And I actually said, you look like one of, <laughs> you look like, you look like one of those wolf, woofs. And so when I read this, I was like, oh, that's me. I call people woofs by accident. <laughs> it's very endearing. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason goes off to look around from the patch of grass and Anakin goes after him. Jaina looks in the grass for her multi-tool, which she doesn't go anywhere without. And then oh, Jaina's she- like Saf. Yeah. You're not wrong. I did have a multi-tool at that age that I did I- not leave anywhere. I do carry a, Le- a Leatherman multi-tool everywhere I go, so... They're very I useful. Th- they're super useful. Got a screwdriver, some yeah, pliers. As if you can do multiple things with them. You know how we needed one recently by. because we couldn't get the tape off the umbrella that we used because we brought the tape just in case, and then we did use the tape because it was in case, and then we couldn't get it off. And then my friend <laughs> put out a, a multi tool, and it was great. You know how many times you get to be the hero when someone's like, "Does anyone have a knife?" And you do. You know, it's true. It's great. <laughs> this is the knife episode, apparently. <laughs> This is apparently the knife episode. Welcome to Rogue Padron, sponsored by knives. <laughs> no, I got my 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 uh, pocket knife got confiscated when I went to visit the Australian capital, and I'm not even joking about that. I, I forgot that I had it in my backpack and went through the security, and they confiscated my knife. Sad. Mm. That is Aww. what happens. Yeah, it's sad. But they just took it from. Me. And then I've lost like three more pocket knives when I tried to fly with them. So I don't learn my lessons. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's apparent. The disturbing one was when I forgot that I had it in my backpack and and they found it in security on the flight back home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, That's always fun when that happens, huh? Right. <laughs> hmm. uh, Jaina looks around the walls to find the supports and they look for doors between them. But when she finds a seam, the door opens. <gasps> in walks a beautiful man, I guess, with copper, cinnamon, no. and gold hair. No. He kneels down and calls them my children no. and says he'll keep them safe from now on. No, he sucks. No. Hethrier no. says that he's a hold father of the kids, which could be true because they have a lot of hold parents. What does that mean? It's like a god hold. You know, like you're just holding them on. You're just holding on to them for a while. You hold, yeah. you hold on to them when the parents are busy. Or when they die. Yeah, so I guess they have a lot because the parents are all involved in wars and stuff. So are in danger <laughs> quite often. Whereas parents may and, also, you know, and like die. all of their friends are also part of the military or like are Jedi, and so they're like, okay, well, if, if this person dies, then this person's like the next in line. Yeah, and it's the only smart thing to do when you're here, here in line. Yeah, Han and Leia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <I'm> <laughs> and and on all I'm all I'm wondering during on. 
during all this is where's Winter Retrack? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Where's Winter? She's at a conference. <laughs> Do you mean Winter Akbar? <laughs> They're not no, married yet. yet. She kicked time. her last name, Danny. Oh, okay. She's a progressive woman. <laughs> Winter sells also, you Akbar. <laughs> she's at a Winter. she's at a conference. <laughs> Winter Retrack sells you. Literally at a conference about child abduction. <laughs> <laughs> and how to She's prevent like, it. This keeps happening. I need to learn some skills in professional development for this well, when it happens next time. Guess what, Winter? <laughs> oh, some bad that's some bad irony right there, huh? Yeah. The kids But also like what else would you expect? Yeah. Guaranteed <laughs> if you ever take a vacation to go to a conference about child abduction, that is when your children are getting abducted. Mm-hmm. That's just life. Don't tempt fate. Yeah. The kids being smart. Ask him for the password, but he doesn't have it because before he could see Han and Leia, an earthquake hit, Monto Kodru, and the castle collapsed and killed everyone, including Han and Luke and Mr. 3PO and Chewie and swallowed by the earth. And Hethrew just happened to be cruising by on his skiff to save the children. Uh, yes, very believable. <laughs> that all checks out. Han and Luke and Mr. 3PO, who are not even on planet, right. and the kids know that. Uh, so, so Hethrir sucks. Yep. Uh, Hethrir can tell when Jaina uses the Force to nudge Jason in his mind, and so Hethrir like calls her out, and so she doesn't try to do any more Force stuff. But Jaina tests Hethrir by saying that Jason gets to decide if they go with him or not because he's the oldest. Hethrir then goes on about, oh. He was at their birth, and he remembers Han and Leia showing off their firstborn, a son. And that's how Jason Imagine and Jaina He just went all in on that, that lie. Like, he could have just been like, okay, yeah, Jason decides. But instead he was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing Jason being born first. I was there while it happened, while he crowned. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would they let you be there? <sighs> so, so then they know he's lying. And they know that Luke and Han and Mr. 3PO are safe because they're off on a secret mission. But Anakin still thinks that everyone is dead. But he's three and a half, so maybe that's for the best? Yeah, maybe don't tell him the truth. He will just spread that everywhere. Yeah. Like, unfortunate for the three and a half year old, but also not an unwise Unlike unlike the very mature five-year-olds that are capable of keeping a secret. Three and a half year old who's named after the foremost dark side user of their time. (laughs) Surely that will be a problem to let him believe the lie that everyone he knows and loves is dead. (laughs) Yep. I mean, he can't be scared of losing them if they're all dead. Yeah. What a great outlook. (laughs) (laughs) I try and look on the bright side of things. Positivity. Parenting 101. (laughs) Take it from us. We're all parents. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I had a parent. I know what it's like. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep going. And Hector tells the kids that it's time for bed and calls in Tigris, a twelve-ish year old boy who is very unkempt and dirty. Okay, my question he is: goes, Does he look kind of like a tiger? I yes. was picturing an actual. T- uh, do you remember when we did the Yaddle episode? Uh, yes, yes. The episode, <laughs> there was or, an actual. No, it was the tiger. Count Dooku episode where there was like an actual tiger that like. Yeah. Yeah. trained with Count Dooku. That's who I was picturing for this. Yeah, no, honestly, same. I was just picturing a tiger no, on, like, hind it's, legs. It's definitely a person because we find out later that Hethrir is real racist and would probably not keep a non-human around him all the time. Okay, but a person with, like, a secret orange and black striped tail, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Undetectable in the force. <clears throat> he goes to take Anakin and Jaina, Anakin from Jaina, but Jason steps between them and they all refuse. Hethrir reveals his own force powers by throwing Mr. Wolf back into the room and also cutting off Jaina and Jason's force connection. Tigris is carrying Anakin, but everyone is yelling and crying and upset. And Anakin pushes at Hethrir with the force and like tries to wiggle away. Imagine having three toddlers who all are very powerful in the force. That would be absolute hell. You can't like, <laughs> you can't like put cookies on the top of the of the fridge because they will just like levitate them down you can't put them in timeout because they will just like sneak out using the force you can't do anything they can they can poor 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 leave all the time (laughs) um let's see anakin runs over to jaina and heather is being a creep and comes over to pet anakin's hair and then he pulls on it and anakin lets out all of his powers but then heather smothers 
everybody and so they can't use the force. And it scares Jaina because Uncle Luke has never done anything like this before, obviously, because it's awful. Because Luke's a good guy. Right. So is Heather an East Alibari? No, he's just using the force to like... No, he's just a dick. He's just a dick. <laughs> oh, okay. Person. He's a person, his name is Hethrier. It's the it's those classic dick force powers. <laughs> I mean, if you're yeah. a strong enough dick, it, it makes oh, you powerful boy. in the force, apparently. I assume that's different uh, the, from the dark side, right? <laughs> the dick yeah, is str- the dick side the is dick different. Side. <laughs> the dick is strong in my family. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, we're not and- going to explore that some more. We're just going to keep going. Then we're just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just that's how it is. Fact. That's how this podcast works, Danny. Yeah, we just keep going sometimes. Hathaway tells Tigris to take the kids to their rooms, and we see that Tigris is weirdly enamored with Hethrier. Remember, twelve-year-old boy, grown-ass adult. <laughs> Gina is trying to wiggle out of the blanket that's smothering the force blanket that's smothering her, but it's no good. And Tigris leads them to small, separate rooms, and it's the actual worst. Gina is in her room pretending they're all just camping, and Jason is able to reach out through her to the force and hold her hand. Tigris returns to Hethrier, who scolds him for taking so long, and Tigris apologizes for coddling the kids, and Hethrier is disappointed in him. Which, again, very gross because of their age difference. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Hethrier invites Tigris into his room and Anakin is sitting on the floor and his light, aka his force power is starting to flicker a bit Hethrier asks Tigris to assess him and agrees that Anakin could be powerful Anakin says that he's going nope, Hethrier says that he's going to take Anakin to get purified, whichever that means which shocks Nothing Tigris Nothing good! Nope When Whenever you get purified it's never good That's always yeah, a bad it's thing it's never good like I mean, it's, it's never if a good it's thing. Good, it's, it's just called like taking thing. a bath. Right. You don't call it purification. Oh yeah, no, that's never good. Mm-mm. And it shocks Tigris because it means Anakin is worthy to become part of the Empire Youth, what but the... not Tigris. And they fight, and it's kind of weird. And I don't think it would matter at all what Tigris says because Hethier would be mad at him anyway. And then Hethier takes out his silver bladed lightsaber. That's it. And t- Yep, and turns it on. Well, remember, Corrin Horn also has a silver-bladed lightsaber. <laughs> oh, God. Him? Mm, pattern. <laughs> but that They're one right. can extend lengths, so. I mean, if anyone is strong with the dick, it's Corrin. <laughs> it's definitely Corrin <laughs> Unfortunately, Horn. it's Corrin. Corrin Horn, a pilot. <laughs> and then he hands it to Tigris. And the thing about Hethra's lightsaber is that it can only be turned on by use of the force because the mechanism is just inside rather than like a button or a switch. Tigris can't turn it on and then is dismissed because children who can't touch the force shouldn't be allowed in Hethra's presence. And this is what Tigris thinks. This is... Ugh. Yeah. Jaina um, wakes up. Oh, do, which Jedi do you think would have a rose gold lightsaber? Leia. Um, Leia has a rose gold. Well, Leia's middle is rose gold. Um, Barris, maybe? I don't know. Um, Me, I would. You. <laughs> I would absolutely have a rose gold lightsaber. That would be sick as hell. Jaina wakes up, forgetting where she is. She tries to use the force to look, nope, to look into the lock on her door. But as she does, the dark blanket smothers out her force again. The door opens and she sees Jason, but Tigris stops her from running to him. The proctor, a kid in a blue jumpsuit, is the one who tells them what to do, and the helpers are in rust-colored robes, and they help push the kids around. Jason and Jaina keep resisting, and oh, keep resisting by like dragging their feet and making noise, and it makes a centaur child start rebelling too. <laughs> they stop everyone, and Tigris and Jaina are fighting as always, but Hethrier appears and cancels breakfast for everyone because Jaina was skipping. So, in classic Star Wars fashion, we are introduced to a new species of alien who is called a centaurian because it's literally just a centaur. We have werewolves and centaurs now. Yes. We're we're two for two on classic alien species here. I love my space (laughs) operas. (laughs) The kids are stuffed in tiny cubicles and forced to memorize information. 
Jaina ends up falling asleep, and then Tigris wakes her up, calling her stupid. They fight some more, and eventually Jaina doesn't see any other choice but to sit and do what she's doing. I relate to this kid a lot. That was me at five, too. Yeah, I can see that. This is... Wherever they are is creeping me out. It should. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of where the, all the kids go in the Golden Compass. Yeah, mm. I was getting those vibes as well. Where they like are in a lab and they're experimenting on removing their daemons from them. Which kills them. Mm. Right. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, Hethrier is definitely killing kids. I mean, he's definitely not making sure kids live. That's Wait, are daemons <laughs> like the force dyad with their people? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I've only read the first. I feel like there's a better comparison, but I can't think of what it is. So yes. <laughs> Good. Okay, cool. Leia awakens from the nightmare, from a nightmare by R2. She realizes she was drugged by Mr. Loins, who also <laughs> drugged himself. And I, I respect his commitment to, like, the pot. Right, like, that. he drugged himself as well. He's like, oh, she suspects me. I guess I'll just drink the drugs too. <laughs> right. Like, him stumbling off after she's passing out. <laughs> so fucking funny. By the way, drugged by Mr. Loins is definitely <laughs> the name of Weird Al's next album. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> She's mad, but she gets it. So she's just planning on going back to bed. Archie, <laughs> he did he did just want her to rest and she was refusing to do it. Right. And she would have caused problems if she stayed up all night because she already like harassed the nurse and like is doing She all was this on like stuff. no sleep manic times, which I relate to a lot, and sometimes you do just need yeah. to take a sedative and knock out. Yeah. She's just like, this is totally what I would have done if I was in Mr. Loins' shoes. So, like, I get it. I get it. I, <laughs> I would him. also drug a lot of people. I have like, definitely, like, Leia has definitely drugged, like, first officers who are not getting oh, enough sleep yes. as well. She's like, he may have drugged me, but he also drugged himself. So, I guess it works out. <laughs> yep. There is balance in the force. <laughs> okay. So, R2 is like, nah, girl, and leads her out of the room. She really wants to understand. She really needs to learn how to understand R2. Yeah. The once. fact that she doesn't speak binary is a little weird. Right. Considering how she grew up, you would think she would. I don't know. Yep. Well, well. I think Bale might have put that, you know, given that some priority, maybe. I don't know. Ex- expanded universe layers kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ain't that the truth? So. She thinks they're going to go see Chewie, but R2 leads her out to the landing field to where her ship Alderaan is. She thinks about how Luke scolded her for learning to fly, learning to fly rather than Jedi training, but flying was much more easy and fun. He can't scold anyone. That's... He learned how to fly first, too. Right. Like, Luke, stop. <laughs> Luke, shut the fuck up for once. He's a chill out. Everyone in the trio works very hard, which is why Luke and Han are out on a bro venture. She wants Han to cut loose like old times. <laughs> Foot loose. Put on those dancing shoes, Han. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han, I'm Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the falcon. Yeah, perfect. It's a good song. It's a good song. Archie goes to Alderaan, and Leia thinks that it means someone is inside hiding. She goes in and doesn't see anyone, but then R2 starts up the engine. <laughs> R2, you little shit. R2 then explains that he's been tracking space traffic, and there's an inconsistency, inconsistency between his records and the official records of one ship leaving Monto Kordru. Wait, so she can and understand so- R2 now? He's like in the, they're in the cockpit, and so he's plugged, oh. plugged in and she's reading the translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So it has to be the kidnappers, I guess. Leia says, even so, they can't leave. They'll be risking Mr. Lawrence's werewolf, but in the end, Leia decides it's worth it and straps herself in and takes off. Munto Kodru Control stops her and threatens her with a tractor beam, but they manage to break through and plunge into hyperspace. But when they do. <laughs> They hear a weird sound from the second cabin. Surprise, R2 snuck Chewbacca on board. How? R2 has just, like, been very productive while Leia was asleep. <laughs> He's been busy, okay? This just proves that, like, every character, every main character of the original trilogy has one brain cell that gets passed around, and, like, 95% of the time Leia has it, but the other time, R2 has it. Like, nobody else has the brain yeah. cell ever. Yes. Yeah, Luke and Han definitely don't have it in this book Luke, so far. Luke has never had they it in his life. They do not. 
Yeah, Lucas never had it. <laughs> Lucas has never has never had a brain cell in his entire life, but we love him anyway. Nope. And it shows. Oh boy. Leia's mad because he needs to still heal and scolds her too and says that he better have brought med supplies because she's not turning around. Chewie reaches out to her, but Leia pulls her hand away and flees back to the cockpit, still very mad at him. <laughs> You'd think Leia would be a bit better at uh, handling her emotions, you think? No, she is not. The children have been kidnapped. Fair. Leia tries to meditate, but it's impossible for her to clear her mind and be calm. Instead, she lets out all of her sorrow, rage, etc. in a scream and curses and sobs. But because she stops trying to, like, fake it, the Force breaks through all of that, and she can see the path of the ship that stole her children. She okay, knows, hang on She knows for sure now that it wasn't, the coup, it wasn't a coup kidnapping, and the children are in danger. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I just want to say that I really relate to Leia's experience of meditation, because most of the time I try to meditate, it also yeah. ends in sorrow, rage, etc. There was a time when I uh, was still dealing with like my bipolar, first like when its onset was, and I would go to yoga, and we'd be holding poses, like doing poses with your hips and stuff, and me to like help release the emotional body and stuff, which I thought was fake as hell, until we started like, I would go to classes and we'd be working on the emotional body. We'd do stuff with the hips and I would be like in an extended pose. And I would suddenly just start getting really, really angry because apparently that was in my body already (laughs) and working through the emotional body made me realize it. And so I'd be sitting there in this pose, just like steaming, just like furious for no reason whatsoever. And I feel like (laughs) I relate to that. (laughs) Leia Leia does seem like the kind of character that would just get pissed off if she was trying if she was trying to like meditate like Luke or Ray does. You know, like that scene in the Rise of Skywalker where Ray's like be with me, be with me. She would Leia would have been like, "What the f- where the fuck are you? <laughs> like get here next." <laughs> I said be with, be with me. What else could you be doing right now? You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw this video of Taika Waititi like Hiding his Oscar underneath the chair in front of him. <laughs> Fucking bleep. Because you don't want people to step on it, so you put it underneath the chair in front of you. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that's totally normal. She probably, I don't know, she maybe touched on the dark side of the Force. Who knows? But anyway, the Force finally spoke to her. <laughs> Great. Yep. And it spoke to her in the form of a GPS. Yeah. Yes. Your kids went this way. Make a Google lift maps. of the next star. Spoogle maps. The crystal one. Spoogle maps. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can program it to read the directions in three million forms of communication. I don't know why Spoogle so maps is the thing that broke me. <laughs> it's a stupid name. <laughs> So stupid. It's called Spoogle. <laughs> you know. Spoogle Home. Yeah. Spoogle Photos. Spoogle Drive. <laughs> Spoogle Docs. Spoogemail. 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 Yeah. Oh, you killed, you killed Ash with Spoogle. <laughs> I think it was the Spoogle Docs. Hey, Spoogle! <laughs> yeah, How do I get to the Spoogle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we definitely killed Ash. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> the best decision she's ever made. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Really, that was what broke you, Ash? Spoogle? I had a long... Stop saying Spoogle if you want to laugh. You gotta stop saying it. We have to keep going. I had a long, hard day. (laughs) (laughs) So Han (laughs) returns to his room, and Luke is sitting in the corner in the dark and just ignites his saber once Han lies down. Why are you like this? What the fuck? (laughs) Han explains that he repaired their finances and makes it rain on Luke. (laughs) Canon. That is canon in the EU. 
so weird. Why is this it's book so is weird. so much weirder than <laughs> I expected so it to be? So <laughs> I love that this scene just opened up with Han just like doing taxes in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I repeated our finances, by the way. Yeah. And I'm just like, what, Han? Since when? <laughs> then makes it rain. Han, Han's like got his has glasses like down on his nose and he's just like doing paperwork. Oh my god. Pulls out an abacus. A spabacus. I'm sorry. No, no, he just uses a spoogle calculator. <laughs> Why was it this? Why was it this that my brain decided? <laughs> Funny, you have know. no control. You have no control. <laughs> Luke's mad because Han just disappeared, and there's something weird going on, Crusade Station, and he's on a mission. Han just tells him he's going to bed and suggests Luke does the same, and then tomorrow they will find 3PO. But surprise, 3PO is already in Han's room. <laughs> so hang 3PO. on. Han is doing their taxes. He's like budgeting and financing. Han is the one who's exercising self-care by going to bed at a reasonable hour. Mm -hmm. What is happening? Luke's just sitting in a dark room turning his lightsaber on and off. (laughs) Han's a dad! Han's a dad now, so therefore he's smart. Yeah, Leia was like, you need to learn to do some of these things, man. And he's like, I can at least help you with this. So he like he's got his budget spreadsheet on Spoogle Sheets, but only because he's trying to impress the No, yeah, exactly. That's why I learned how to do budgeting. Exactly exactly. He He's like, listen, Leia is so far out of my league and one day she's gonna realize that. So I have to be the best husband I possibly can. Let me do the taxes, honey, I'll do them. Let me let me do the taxes. Leia's like, Are you sure? You sure? I don't know if I trust you. The and that's no small feat because they're claiming cl- uh, three dependents at this point. So that's yeah. a lot of paperwork. It's a lot yeah, of paperwork. Is. But Han will do it for her. Aww. Yeah. Anyways, 3PO is also in his room. The, the, 3PO's this also is the room. trio we wanted to see, Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the trio we wanted. I mean, I would not have complained if we'd gotten a scene no. where someone walks in on Luke in a dark room and he's just turning the lightsaber on him. Because that's right, and funny. He continues to keep turning his lightsaber on and off, and it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> and Han's just like, Han's just like, carry the one, carry the one. Right. Han's like, I need to go to bed. The numbers are starting to blur together. You, We can all go, like, you can go find, fa- I'm going to have, like, lunch in bed tomorrow. You two can go find your informant. But also, surprise, the informant is also in the room. <laughs> Just there watching this chaos. <laughs> Poor Han. <laughs> this was meant to be a holiday. Right. Han recognizes the voice of their informant. It's Zaveri. Someone Han knew okay. from back in the day. Eyes are very. Yeah, and went on wild adventures with. Except back in the day, she never cared if she lived or she died, and she covered herself in makeup and revealing silks instead of the practical and modest outfit she's wearing. Oh, now. oh no! They try to they try to uh, make they try to show explicitly that Han is straight by bringing a woman back from his past. Yeah. And they're trying to show that, like, women who wear makeup and revealing clothing are somehow inferior to women who are modest. I mean, this and is they're the also first just time really pushing it. this idea that they're all like kind of boring and in their late thirties now, just being adults. Because <laughs> she used to wear revealing clothing, but now it's more modest. Right. Listen, I wear more revealing clothing now than I ever did before, <laughs> oh, and I'm thirty-two. <laughs> the sound of revealing silks, like they're so light. Silk that sounds so amazing. <laughs> Oh, it sounds so good. It's so it high. nice. And you know how expensive silk is? I wish I had the, like, I wish I had the confidence and money to pull off revealing silks. Right? Seriously. Like, God. God damn. So, you know, some problems there. <laughs> um, she- anyway, subscribe on Patreon and we'll adorn ourselves in revealing silks for you. Um, I would. I would. <laughs> I would do it. Honestly, if we got enough money. Yeah, me and Ash will do... Not me and Ash. Me and Saf will do a photo shoot. Yeah, we'll we'll take the burden of that on our shoulders. We will yeah. carry that. I don't know. We're going to get some weird pictures. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it takes, I'll... You know what? I'll Get take it. it. <laughs> I say as if I'm quietly pimping you out. <laughs> I'm not volunteering myself for this. I don't... I, look, we were the ones listen. that said we wanted to wear it. Yeah, silks. like, I so would love to wear revealing silks and do a photo shoot. And if it happens to bring Rogue Padron money... I'm okay with that. Yeah, I will. I will <laughs> sacrifice 
for this yeah. to happen. I will make that sacrifice of looking good and being appreciated. For and Megan, I getting to do a cool shoot with a veiling silks. It sounds good as hell. So amazing. <laughs> So, hey, listeners, go to patreon.com slash Go to patreon.com slash Subscribe to the 6.9 descents level Mon Kalahati, and we'll see what happens. Okay, I need to remember to go up that, th- update that to now be Mon Kalahati, mate. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Oh my god. Should that be, wait, should the Revealing Silks be one of our goals? Yeah, but it has to be really high. Yeah, it's going to be like, well, we have goals at one fifty, and then four hundred, and then like forty thousand dollars. So like, we can put it in between. Probably find some middle ground there. We just need enough money to fly either Meg or me to the same country. Yeah, get afford a photo shoot, get some revealing silks. Like that's not that much money, sure. That's not that much. That's like like, five grand, maybe. Yeah, well. Do like sixty nine grand, sixty nine hundred. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Anyway, Zaveri <laughs> has been doing out doing some justice to Imperial officers this whole time. Han says that the New Republic can do it if she gives them their names, but her justice is harsher and more satisfying. And maybe she'd tell him of the ones she's already humiliated and impoverished. I feel like it would be more humiliating to be served this kind of justice by a woman in revealing silks who looks super hot. Right. Like, right, but saying. she's not wearing her revealing silks anymore. Yeah, I know. She's that's just wearing like a sweater and some jeans. Oh, Man. She's gone full Ben Solo. Soccer mom. <laughs> That very... classic modest Ben Solo look. <laughs> Has a little bit of a hole you know, in the sweater. Whenever I wear a sweater now, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm being so Ben Solo. Also, I wore a black sweater to work this morning and I was like, what? Uh, no, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I just look like Ben Solo now. Did you buy a calligraphy set on the way to work? <laughs> <laughs> the only fun fact we know about Ben Solo. <laughs> The Zaveri... only fun fact about Ben Solo. <laughs> also fair. Zaveri still won't tell them what the phenomenon is, and Luke is so upset. <laughs> and she says that she'll show them instead. Luke is very much whiny tattooing Luke in this book. So much. And this is what people wanted instead of sassy old man grumpy Luke from the last year. Yeah, Jedi. this this is this is what you wanted. Is this, this your king? <laughs> why? Why you like this? Why you like this? Jaina and the centaur girl are becoming friends. The nice. proctor leads them outside a play yard in the bottom of a canyon. Canyon. <laughs> Mister Wolf is out there, and Jaina is so happy to see it. There's a fence around the canyon, and they can't go near it because they'll be attacked by a dragon. Jaina is into this idea of a dragon. You know what you could do is just make an electric fence. Yeah, well, dragons. <laughs> Jaina once again being the most relatable character in this book. Right. Yeah. Being like, dragon, yes. Prove it. <laughs> like, basically. The centaur girl introduces herself as Lusa. She explains that the kids get mixed up every day, which is why Jason and Anakin aren't there. They jump around together, and when Jaina approaches the border, Lusa stops her because the dragon! But Jaina doesn't think that there's really a dragon. But there is a dragon! Or at least a very, very large lizard that burrows underneath the sand and then sometimes pops out. They've never seen it eat kids, but it has roared at them. Jaina says it probably doesn't, and then points out that Bram is a little bitch. (laughs) Bram is a little bitch. Three ships fly overhead, and at first Jane is excited, but she doesn't recognize them. The other kids appear to well, the other kids appear to recognize them and say that when the ships come, Hethrier sends the bad kids away. Oh no! Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool, not worrying cool, cool. whatsoever. <laughs> That's fine. So Vram, of course, starts taunting Lusa that she's going to be taken and have her horns cut off, which would actually kill her. Cool, is that cool, what? Is she cool, a cool, deer cool. centaur? Yeah, they have some horns. Wait, female deers don't have horns, do they? Right, but well, regular this centaurs is a centaurian. Do. She's a centaurian. Oh wait, I'm thinking of fawns. You are yeah. thinking of fawns. <laughs> I'm so confused. I guess centaurians nope. have horns. She has horns. Little little head horns. I'm okay. With so that. many. And horns. Also, if her horns get cut off, it kills her. So I guess her brain is also growing into the horns. Yeah, like they haven't grown out past like their like velvety stage yet. 
I don't know if that's the stage that actual deer have. It they is. do. They do yeah. have that, but also cutting off their horns at that stage does not kill them. Well, it kills Lucy. It's just painful. Yeah, it just sucks. Like I think her brain is actually growing into those horns. I think that's how it works. Probably sucks. Maybe it's like twee like head tails, or it's like part of her sensory system mm. is is mm-hmm. in the horns. Mm, maybe that's the brain. it's the only thing that makes sense at this point right could you have an could you have like an amputee that's a a twi'lek amputee yeah i'm pretty sure we've seen that before yeah because but that would be really cool because twi'leks have like a whole secondary communication system Mm. with their leku that would be very cool if handled by the right if (laughs) not this author though (laughs) not this author you just gotta stroke the brain tails that's all you gotta do maybe lick him (laughs) <laughs> uh, remember Rosati? What do you think Rosati's up to right now? She's yeah. licking some brain tails. <laughs> that is what she's doing. Her and Noir Ven still married after a billion years. They're having a good Has time. Has it been a billion years? Yeah. Wow. yeah. This was a long time ago, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You mean since present day. Yes. Okay. Not like canon time. Still licking those brain tails a long time ago later. Yeah. 35 Baramese later. Oh, that joke is for no one on this podcast. <laughs> hey, I watched that I show. I get it. I oh, just really? haven't seen the last season. Okay. Yeah. I, I know. That, is that a good place then? Yes. Did you not read my daily, my hourly comics? Because very clearly I was crying about the good place in those comics. Jeremy I did Barry. not read your hourly comics. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm what sorry. The fuck, Danny. Okay. I, okay. The only clip, okay. the only clip I've seen of the good place is Cheaty like making a peeps chili. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all you really need. The good place. Yeah. Okay. So Jaina doesn't want Lusa or herself or Jason or Anakin to be taken. Lusa pulls her into <laughs> really? the middle of the yeah into the <laughs> middle of the group of kids, hoping that they can hide. But Lusa is like Chewbacca at the festival, and everyone can still see her. <laughs> And the problem is, I guess if you're a centaur, it's a bit harder to, like, just crouch down and, like, right. sidle along. Because you got four legs to do it with, and their knees don't really yeah. work the same as ours. Not like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would suck. So helpers come back down. <laughs> just, wait, sorry, I just imagined horses doing squats. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really... Centaur aerobics class. <laughs> <sighs> Helpers come back down and surround the kids, and the proctor orders them to line up. Vram pushes a tiny child, and Jaina moves forward to help them, and also to pull Vram away. And like the coward he is, he shrinks down when confronted, but then acts like a big old jerk when Hethrier shows up, who indulges him. A little bitch. Yep. Hethrier tells one of the proctors that they're joining the Empire Reborn, and gets a fancy coat with a fur collar. A helper becomes a proctor, and Ram becomes a helper. Hethrio calls Lusa out and tells her to turn on a prop lightsaber that has a bulb on one end. She can do it, but Hethrio smothers her to make her fail. Jaina, who knows that he's cheating, tries to help, but he just gets mad at her. Her and Lusa try to keep holding on to each other, but Hethrio tears them apart with the force. Great. Hethrio keeps Jaina and Jason face down in the sand while he tests the other kids and separates them into two groups. Jason and Jaina are in one group with all the humans, with all humans, and Lusa and all of the non-humans and some weak humans are in another group. That's the group that's going to be taken away because they're not as good as the kids. This feels vaguely like uh, eugenics. Yeah, weird how that works out. (sighs) Don't love that. No, yeah. Don't love things that are called the Empire Reborn and, uh, you know, you're becoming an Empire Youth and uh, <laughs> sorting like out nation. sorting out some weak and strong. Hmm. And weird that all of the, the non-humans are the weak ones. Yeah, weird how that works. And now I think you can arrange it so he, it's only the kids that he really wants to pass the test. Hmm. Jaina says Luce is just as good as her, and she'll never do anything to make Hethra proud of her. I respect that. The end for today. What a wild so, ride this book has been so far. <laughs> the only thing I knew about this book coming in was that something something Waru. Mm-hmm. So where is this Waru? I mean, we had um, a mention of Waru. This Waru sure did last is, week. is is by the Crystal Star. Waru is everywhere. Waru is... Yeah. 
around all of us. Waru is in us and around us. The real Waru was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to finishing this book and understanding these jokes. I don't understand these jokes, Danny. I'm just making them. I know. (laughs) I don't don't remember what Waru is, so. I do. Apparently a lot of Star Wars Twitter does, though, so this is going to be exciting. My understanding is that Waru surrounds you and penetrates you and binds you together. <laughs> yeah, you have to find the joy. I really don't want to think. I really don't want to think about Waru penetrating me. Mm. I don't want to think about that at all. Yeah, not. <laughs> he's kind of like a lizard, so <laughs> I'm not against it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the glistener question. <laughs> all right, l- last week's glistener question was: What would you do if you could just slightly alter your appearance in the Force? Oh yikes! <laughs> uh, Nick said I would change my appearance to be Ryan Johnson because my coworker hates him and the Last Jedi, and I would be so nice to him to throw him off. Uh, Is that just I changing that your so appearance petty. a little bit because you don't look like Ryan Johnson? <laughs> look, I respect I mean, that. Maybe Nick looks a lot like Ryan Johnson already. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Zero said oh. I would look like Danny, so then it would appear as if. If it is if they're getting my voice right for a change. Zero, we said slightly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying not to take this one personally, but I'm kind of taking this one personally. <laughs> Denny, I can promise you do don't I look, look slightly like, like Zero, Zero the, the Hutt? Hutt? <laughs> no, you do not look like Zero the Hutt. It's a compliment. Zero the Hutt is a hero. <laughs> Although, Twitter Zero the Hutt is not a hero. I just want to be no, clear about this. We do not like Twitter Zero the Hutt. We are not a stan of that Zero the Hutt. <laughs> Uh, Syl said, this episode had me laughing so hysterically I cried. I love Rogue Pondu so much. <laughs> if I could use the Force to slightly alter my appearance, I would look slightly more like a fish nun so I could get the best <laughs> yes. deal at the bone market. Also, who doesn't want to be a fish nun? Also, Saf deserves yes. all the supermarket samples. Syl, <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for the so bone of my heart. You. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm just imagining looking slightly more like a fish nun. <laughs> right? like, your nose is just like slightly more elongated and you're a little bit more wrinkly and your your feet are like Slightly more like bird feet. Yeah, you go, you go well, to the totally. bird market, and they're like, "Okay, I kind of see it. We'll give you, we'll give you a couple discounts." Yeah, you're you're allowed to sh- be one of the first shoppers in because they get to go in an hour before it opens to the public. Yeah. Uh, Dildev said, "At a retail job, I would pro- project the perfect customer service smile, no matter what my face, no matter what face I was actually making. For the mm. worst customers, it would take on some uncanny valley, not enough that they couldn't complain, but enough to leave them with a persistent unease." <laughs> I like that a lot. I love I that one. That. Um, that is what a slight alteration would be. Yeah, there right. you go. <laughs> Abby said I would use my weird Jedi shit to make myself look more queer so people would stop assuming I'm a dumb straight because my partner is a dumb straight dude. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, you do and look then- a little straight sometimes, I'm sorry to say. Oh my god. And then she said, she said, wait, I changed my mind. I'd use it to change my appearance just enough so that people stop mistaking me for Emma. <laughs> Uh, this went on into a very good conversation <laughs> of we was it Danny was it you who was like we yeah. said a little bit <laughs> so slightly changed it that's not gonna cut it, gonna cut it. <laughs> and it ended with uh, um, Abby insulting everyone except for Meg on Rogue Padron so yep yeah what the hell Abby this is this is why I'm insulting you right now um yep <laughs> Um, Yubsy said I would use the force to constantly make myself look different until I recognize someone I want to talk to. The goal here is to avoid ending up in in an awkward conversation with someone who apparently knows me, but I do not recognize at all. Oh, that would yes. be so useful at games. I need that at, like, cons, yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn. Uh, Odie said I'd give myself long auburn hair and convince <laughs> everyone I'm actually Odal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sarah said I'd use the force to make my hair colorful without the mess of dyeing it. It could be purple to match 3PO. That is so smart. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh yeah, did we talk about how 3PO is purple in this section of the book? Yeah, we talked about it episode one. I just feel like it's important to to remember that 3PO is purple. Yeah, and so in Han's dark room, he only sees 3PO, who's purple this entire time. Only when Luke flicks on his lightsaber again, annoyingly. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like strobe, but three PO's getting close in here. <laughs> it's like that episode of the Mando, except it's three PO coming closer. Three PO, he's purple. <laughs> <laughs> i love it ben, ben warman said i would alter my appearance so that i'm always wearing a pair of glasses even when i'm already wearing my glasses so when i take my glasses off i look like i'm still wearing them no reason except to make people do double takes gif of this very thing <laughs> oh my god and uh tom said i would use the force to alter my appearance uh, so that I seemed taller than a person until they stood next to me. Then I would know who to trust because the people who say, oh, you were shorter than I thought are the enemy. <laughs> what the fuck, Tom? I relate to this a lot. <laughs> Seth, do people say that to you? Sometimes they do. I, it's oh. weird because a lot of people from Twitter get the idea that I'm tall. Like, you know you are not. I know I'm not, but people get like, apparently I exude big tall energy on Twitter because oh. people meet me and they'd be like, oh, I thought you were going to be tall. And I'm like, what the f- why? No, I, I might just like no, be too close to you at this point, slash have hung out with you enough in person. But I just I I don't understand where that comes from. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. it's really Seth, weird to you're me whenever snack it happens. Sized. I'm snack sized. Yeah. Right. The perfect size. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, d- dinner said. I think I would just want to const. I would just want to <laughs> constantly be slightly altering my height just to see how people would react. If I was slightly shorter than yesterday, would they notice? No, they wouldn't. I would not, because, because no matter what, you're you are six foot seven, and you will always be tall. Right, six foot six, I'm sorry, but us down here in the five foot realm are not going to notice that. <laughs> I'm not going to notice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we love you dinner later, but it's just not happening. You are like, already, like, twice my height. I am not going to notice if you're, like, slightly less than twice my height. Right, like, I can never put my arms up around your neck already, so, like, it's not... Unless you make yourself so short, I can do that. It's not. But that's not happen. slightly altering, so I don't think that'll. No, work. that's noticeably altering. I do appreciate that we have now introduced the slightly smaller dinner leader theory, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's good. Slightly smaller dinner leader. <laughs> oh, amazing! Hi, dinner. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> said i'd use the force to make my eyes change color all the time okay yeah that's pretty cool i dig mm-hmm. that yeah <laughs> like when you say all the time like every second yeah like every minute constantly like is it is it happening fast enough that people can see it happening i mean i, I would never notice because Liam. i can't even i don't even know the eye color of like my best friends because i've looked into their eyes and then as soon as i look away my brain is like what <laughs> that's a mood mm-hmm. oh, that's a mood <laughs> um and then i think so Glisten so glistening bodies. Okay, glistening bodies. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I'm giving one to Odie. I'm giving one to Syl. Mm-hmm. I'm giving one to Dylan. I, yeah. And and uh, glistening Borgullet for Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Co-signed from oh, Danny, and, Sa- Saf, Ash, and Heath. Oh, and Sarah, because that's actually I would definitely want to color my hair without the mess of actually dyeing it. Mm, that's fair, that's fair. Because that's that's why I don't dye my hair, because it takes a long time. I would have to bleach the hell out of it, and I would be upset. That is a cool, it would be a cool, kind of like Tonks. Right? The, yeah. Actually, Tonks is literally just the Harry Potter version of this question, isn't it? <laughs> yes, she? correct. We yeah, all- <laughs> totally didn't realize that. <laughs> I would have a pig nose to make the Weasleys laugh at the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> I would have a pig nose, so Piggy doesn't feel so weird when we're out and about. There you go. Aw, yes. so empathetic. Yeah. So we had some other comments that we wanted to share. Who would like to read them? Give it to Ash. It's her job. Oh, okay. I know you oh, wait, I will. Sometimes. Yeah, because we don't have any reviews. I can do it. We don't, yeah. All yeah. right. These are just some nice Also stuff. from Paul. I'm sure all my coworkers think I'm crazy because I was having problems stifling, stifling my laughter during the show, especially when Wanda Luston was describing Palpatine's dating habits. <laughs> <laughs> this was the only one on twitter but there was also a lot of people in the discord who just thought this was the best thing ever and they're right <laughs> yes because it was it was amazing it was. i'm still laughing thank about you for, <laughs> thank ball, you for appreciating ball. my art and also thank you for putting in the discord so whenever i do reinstall dating apps i can just copy paste you're welcome you're welcome for that also, Emily, catching up on Rogue Podrin, I'm dying over Desert Planets of the White Brunette Woman of Star Wars. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> I'd forgotten that about that. my greatest lines, and I hoped more people would appreciate it. <laughs> it's very good. 
Because they are. Oh, hey, it's dinner. Oh. Uh, Sorry, Dash, I'm throwing the stock yeah. back to you. Let's see. Okay, this week, this week's listener question. Is you can do it, Ash. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Which Spoogle app does your favorite Star Wars character use the most, and what do they use it for? Um, so my favorite Star Wars character is Finn, and Finn uses Spoogle forms a lot because he likes collecting information about like his pals, about like what. They want to do for like this event that's coming up or for this holiday, knowing people's vacation preferences and like just organizing a lot of information that he can use in the future. So they're not my favorites, but I can totally imagine like Han and Leia and the Falcon and Han is piloting and he's like set a course through hyperspace and Leia's like, no, literally there's so much traffic. Look at the Spoogle maps. Like if we go this other way, it'll go so much quicker. And Han's like, no, I got this. I know this. I know, I know a going. shortcut. <laughs> I think- and Leia's like, no, there's so much traffic there right now. <laughs> I feel like Jin would use Spoogle home and just yell at it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she doesn't get any actual use out of it. She just needs somebody to vent to. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to, what my, I'm trying to think of what my favorite Star Wars character is. This is a hot, it's a hot question I mean, just to begin just, with. Just pick a good a character. Just pick a good character. Yeah, okay. just... Uh, BB-9E... Okay. We'll change uses, it to say, does a Star Wars character use the most? BB-9E uses mm-hmm. Spoogle Play <laughs> to have, like, cool music happening every time she rolls in. Yes, I love the idea of a droid or like an astromech Alexa, just for like as a as a boombox. box. That was a listener question before. It's wasn't like it? it's like DJ Roomba and Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Taping a phone to a mouse. <laughs> yeah, um, DJ Mastroid. <laughs> Oh my god! I want a DJ mouse droid. So oh, bad. now I have to put a now I have to make a mouse droid and put a Bluetooth speaker in it. Oh my yep. god! Yes, <laughs> yes DJ mouse droid. We challenge you, Ash. I'm... Okay, this is on me now. Uh, this yeah. week, answer that question on Twitter at Rogue Padron. We've changed it to just a Star Wars character. It does not have to be your favorite if you're like me and do not know what your favorite Star Wars character is. <laughs> Our Twitter is RoguePodron. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. If you want to help us, give the crabs that carry our audio across the ocean little snackies. Toss us a buck or two on our Patreon, which is <laughs> Patreon.com slash RoguePodron. <laughs> you can subscribe via the RoguePodron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, and any of your other favorite podcatchers. Rate and review us on iTunes. We love it. We want those stars. We have no reviews this so week, hungry. and my heart is truly broken for this. And your stomach is empty. My stomach is so empty. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Oh, boy. So that was this time. So next time, (laughs) join us for Star Wars The Crystal Star, chapters five and six. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. I hate all of you. You're so fucking weird. Why was it Spoogle that broke me? Wait, <laughs> who knows? Listen, we don't get to choose the things that break us. It's true. Okay, it's, true. it's like Saf is like, what if Exocrine comes back and I laugh for five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just what happens. It's just what happens. It's just what happens. You have to embrace it. <laughs>